0: You're listening to the Screening in Kingston podcast. For more on Screening in Kingston, more episodes, info about our movie clubs, and a lot more fun movie content, visit ScreeninginKingston.com. It's that time of year once again. We're welcoming Nicole back to the show to talk about TIFF. Welcome back, Nicole.
1: Thank you so much for having me back. It's such a pleasure. Uh,
0: we teased this last week, um, but anyone who listen, has listened to our show for these two years know that this is coming, because I think this is the third time we've done this, if I'm correct.
2: Yeah. So anyone who's listened for three years, I guess. Right. Is, yeah, because there was this, one yeah.
0: non-pandemic year and then these two years, right? Like, is that? Yes. I think I'm getting this correct.
2: Yes, That's so wild. we are in our we are in our fourth year of the show. I what? Think we...
0: No, wow. we can't
2: be.
1: Well, Isn't this it? is definitely my third tip talk. Like, I'm pretty definitely sure this is my third, third Tiff. Yeah, for but- at least three years, which is in and of itself insane. But- we're into our fourth because Nicole wouldn't
2: have done our first season because we started, we aired, we started the show around right this time. September. Yeah. So yeah, you're right. we are literally in our fourth year of the show. Cause I think the show what? is as old as my relationship with Dan.
0: <laughs> wow. I, I just, th- wait, that boggles my, this show is four years old.
2: Wow. Yeah. Well, like. We're into the fourth.
0: This would be the fourth year. This yeah, current, so we're, like, we're, we're starting, three like Season years, four.
2: Yes, we're we've started. Probably like today would be like the start of season four.
0: Wow. So we need like a major character death. We need like <laughs> so, to replace replace that re- person. Time for the
2: reboot.
0: Yeah, we need to reboot. Like we need to replace me with someone. Um, <laughs> Tyler and Nicole become like main characters now so it'll be Taylor Tyler and Nicole
1: Oh my gosh your audience your is going to hate me, me. They're just going to um. hate me and they're going to hate Tyler too I,
0: I think I think I just didn't realize that be, also because Nicole you've been on the show for many other reasons mm-hmm. not just Tiff So it's also hard hard to kind of keep track because you you, you coming on the show is more just hey Nicole's on the show That's you know, me. It's not a once a year thing it's Nicole's back again yeah. to talk so, yeah, it's been, I can't believe it's, that's just, uh, I'm completely thrown off for the rest of this episode. I'm not going to, we're, we can't do this episode anymore. I can't believe this is starting, this is season four. Taylor, that's cr- <laughs> Taylor, this is crazy. How are you not more, like, freaked out by this?
2: I mean, like, in pandemic times, like, nothing. It's been like 15 going, years, I know. Yeah, yeah. I'm just like, oh, it's only been four years? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But Haven't no, we've is- always done this show. Like, I think when we hit the five-year milestone, if CFRC doesn't boot us off air before five years, then it's gonna be like, wow. Like when Nicole's done like five years of Tiff episodes, then it's gonna be like, whoa, we, we we're in it for the long haul. I keep thinking yeah, like, at- <laughs> not that like we're ever gonna like stop making the show unless like the powers that be say we can't make it anymore. But like, it is pretty impressive that like week after week, Mike and I just come on here and talk about movies. That is pretty impressive to me.
0: That is impressive. Like right. I also think, <laughs> I, I also think we're very impressive.
2: Yeah, <laughs> so we're cool. We're cool. We're, <laughs> we're cool people. We're a sunglass emoji. Cool. I just, uh, yeah. I,
0: I, I mean, I'm again, I'm, I'm, Doing this sort of like, so like a television show would be running, you know, going into its fourth season, like usually season three, they make a lot of big changes. So I don't know what our big change was. We did movie clubs. We were in a pandemic still. So that was kind of like, so season four though, is really where you're right, Taylor. It is where you got to prove to the network to keep us on that we can retain and and grow fans. So I think we do have to do something major. Like we have to have some sort of major thing.
2: If we were a Netflix show, we would have been canceled. Oh, for they, sure,
0: yeah, we wouldn't have, we wouldn't have gotten a season four. A,
2: <laughs> but they canceled after the third season, so yeah. we, thank God we're not on Netflix, and we are a local radio. <laughs> show.
0: We would have for sure been canceled last year because the only thing a network would have thought is, wow, they're running out of material because it's a pandemic still, and they're still doing pandemic episodes. <laughs> it's been it's been that long. Like This show has been a pandemic show almost as long as it's been a a show, you know, like the times almost equal now, like that's anyway, sorry. We got to talk about the (laughs) that was a
2: (laughs) a walk
1: down memory lane.
0: I know Nicole's like just sitting there patiently. (laughs) I'm just like, okay, get over it. No,
1: it's wild, man. It's wild. I'm just like stunned in silence over here being like, darn, that's, that's a while. I don't know. Maybe it's just my, like, depression that's (laughs) come right back during the pandemic like nothing seems to faze me anymore and I'm like yeah that's a thing
0: yeah. Yeah. You're, that's true. That's very true. It's very pandemic. And you'd be like, Oh yes, of course, mm-hmm. this has been around. Into year um, but yes, four, whatever. Into year four, whatever. <laughs> but we are talking about the Toronto International Film Festival. So it's going to, it's going to be an interesting episode. Cause Nicole, you're here to give us a little bit of a sneak peek to some movies to keep our eyes open for maybe some films that you think could be in the awards circuit. You did a very good job last year of actually predicting quite a few Movies that end up getting getting some attention. So that's that's kind of what we're going to do today. We do have fan questions to kick things off, um, as as always, and then we're going to talk about TIFF. So, are w'e ready to go. Ready well, I'm ready.
2: I'm ready to rock.
0: Okay. So let's let's get the question that has nothing to do with anything out of the way first. Um, <laughs> so, so, so uh, uh, Katie, uh, also known as, as Taylor's friend, Katie.
2: Uh, yep, friend, has, of the sh-
0: friend of the show, friend, friend of, the of show. Taylor. Yes, <laughs> friend of the show, friend of Taylor. Yes, I guess after you write in after a while, you get the friend of the show level. Um, so, yes, Katie, friend of the show, uh, wrote in and uh, it starts this email by saying, I sent an email about Halloween content yesterday. So, rather than you having two questions for me, feel free to bank that one. LOL. So, we will. We'll bank that one. We'll, we'll put it some later in October. We're going to do lots of Halloweeny stuff, so we'll we'll bank it for an October episode. Um, so and then and then so this is what I like because that that's the first line of the email and then the email says hi friends, so happy that <laughs> that, that at least one of you reviewed Shang Chi. I also saw it opening weekend and don't have enough good things to say about it. I don't know, if, is that good? Yeah, don't have enough. Yeah. 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 Instead, he loves of, it. yes, in, <laughs> loved it. Yeah. Instead, of, I don't know what I'm doing today. Instead of spewing all my thoughts um, about it, I have two questions for Mike. Oh, questions for me. Uh, number one, uh, where does this movie rank for you in terms of Marvel origin stories? Iron Man, Captain America, Thor, Black Panther, Doctor Strange, Ant Man, Captain Marvel. I think that's all for me. I think it almost takes the top spot with Black Panther. So that's question one for me. Um, uh, yeah, it would be up there. Like, I think Black Panther and Iron Man were kind of my two favorites overall coming in, and I think Shang Chi belongs up there with the, those two. Um, maybe a little bit better than Black Panther. Like, maybe it's number two. I don't think you can. I don't think you can surpass Iron Man being the first one. Um, that's very, very much just a film with superhero elements to it it didn't fall into the same kind of marvel traps that the movies fall into later that shang chi definitely fell into Um, but still i would say it's number two that's that would be my ranking Um, you both don't get to answer this question so we're gonna um number two uh was this movie so good because it didn't succumb to the Marvel villain problems. I think for me, Killmonger and Vulture are two of the most compelling villains in the MCU, uh, and Yu is right up there. Uh, Yes, I think that they had compelling, interesting villains in in Shang-Chi. And uh, again, aside from the last 20 minutes where they have the big CGI fight, I also appreciated that this was a very personal story about our sort of protagonist and the villain. And it, it felt very personal, felt very small, felt very much like this affects my life and doesn't have to affect the whole universe um so yes i think the villain helped with that and i think the amazing fight choreography helped with it as well um nicole i don't know if you listened to to the episode but one of the things i said about shang chi was that it was nice to see a superhero movie that was clearly choreographed fighting not just cgi mess like they were clearly all trained to do this like stage combat like you would if you were doing a a, a play or something on stage so they uh it was all very real which is what i liked about the movie
2: nicole you don't watch the marvel movies right
1: no but i keep hearing about the main actor and like all of these random people who i know are like yeah i'm his friend i'm like there's no way that all of these people that i know are like yeah i'm simu's friend but maybe they are
0: well, they might be because he's Canadian and was on yeah, and he was on Kim's Convenience, which filmed in Toronto.
1: I am um, that terrible. That was, he was Canadian. on that show,
0: I think, the whole time. Yeah, yeah, he's Canadian. Yeah.
1: Wow. Well, I I completely slept on that. Um, it's not. Like, maybe
0: they all do know him. <laughs> maybe they I do. Like. I,
2: but it's gonna. It's one of those things where like, um, they were on maybe set with him once but now are saying we're friends. Maybe, Nicole? Is that the sense you get? Like, yeah, we're – You know how, like, you meet someone on holiday and you add them on Instagram and then you follow their lives? Like, they were on set with him once and added him on Instagram and now they're friends. acting class.
1: Like, a lot of people I know were in acting classes with him, which is fun. But, yeah, like, good for him. I'm supportive. Will I see it? Probably not. But, like, you know – I'm I'm that's loving okay. this. I'm loving this for them. I'm loving this for Marvel. I don't want to see the same thing over and over again if I'm going to watch a Marvel movie. So here for it. Yeah, and
0: Shang Chi definitely gave you a lot of new stuff. Like that's kind of I think what was so interesting to me about it. And I I mean I I'm a huge Marvel fan, um, obviously, but I feel the same way. Um, um, that you do. I want to see different things, even within Marvel. And they did a good job with this one. It, it felt very different. It felt like it could have been a different type of movie or could have been from another studio and just happened to have superhero elements in it, which was very good. Nice. Um, so there you go. Those are the questions uh, from Katie, who uh, finishes the email by saying, can't wait for your review of The Eternals, which yes, I'm sure I will review that. Um, at some point. In time. Um, the, the last question we have here is from Josh. But uh, as I alluded to before we started recording, I said that this is not a fair question and that we're going to answer it at the end of the episode. So, Taylor, this question's for you and me, and we're okay. both going to answer it at the end of this episode. So our task is to answer this question with everything in piece of information Nicole gives us.
2: Oh. oh, is it going to be an Oscar prediction question?
0: No, no, no. It's, it's, it's much more simpler than that. He just okay. says,
2: <laughs> which,
0: which TIFF movie are you most excited about? Um. Now, we might both know some TIFF movies, which, I mean, I know a few of them that were there and could give this answer. But I think it's more of a fair answer to say, let's have Nicole pitch us these movies, Taylor.
2: Yes. And have that I like be the that. point of this episode. Because aside from Dear Evan Hansen or
1: whatever that movie's called, I don't
2: know Why anything
0: about that. Why would you bring that up?
2: <laughs> Why
1: would you bring up I, Dear you, Evan Hansen? Okay. Let me just say right off the top, I had this funny feeling that Mike was going to have a problem with Dear Evan Hansen being the opening at TIFF. And I feel like this is going to come up again later in the episode. I just want you all to know that I feel I feel it in my art heart that I predicted this was going to happen. And I think it is going to happen. Can you confirm this, Mike?
0: I will neither confirm or deny that that statement. Okay. I will neither confirm or deny.
2: My (laughs) only point. Any longtime listener of the show knows where this is going. (laughs) My only
0: point. My only point right now is I think at the end of the episode, we'll end off with Taylor and I saying of the movies (laughs) Nicole described, these are the ones we're most, most interested in seeing. Do I have some feelings about the opening of TIFF? Yes. We'll get there. Let's wrap up fan questions, and then absolutely we'll have a conversation. But I can either confirm or deny I have a problem. I just have thoughts I'm willing to share.
1: Mm -hmm, Okay. mm -hmm. Great,
0: and that brings us to the end of fan <laughs>
1: questions. So thank you very much.
0: Thank, thank you, Josh uh, and Katie for writing in. Again, if you want to uh, write in fan questions, just email us gmail.com or go on our website, fill out the forms. I promise they're working. A lot of people have just been emailing recently because they don't trust the website. Fair enough, but it does work. So <laughs> trust,
2: trust the webs, trust the website. Don't trust Mike. I fixed, it. <laughs> I fixed it. I
0: fixed it. I found the problem. I fixed it. What was it. the it was problem? Just, the, the email system that's set up, I had it so when you fill out these question forms, it forwards to Screaming in Kingston's email. But there were three forms on the website in three different locations, and only two of them were going there. One of them was going to like a, a different email oh. completely and ended up in the trash of that email.
1: Oh, box. stunning. So
0: I fixed it. I fixed it. there's
1: should be a software good. engineer.
0: There's, a, there's, only two, there's only two forms now. One on the homepage, one on the podcast page, and they both go to the same place, so it's all it's all good. Let's talk about TIFF, the Toronto International Film Festival, which opened up with the hit Dear Evan Hansen.
1: Was it a hit? Um, the, it was, was a Broadway it was But it was a Broadway hit. It's a Broadway hit. Yeah, it won a lot of Broadway sure. awards, yeah. A lot of Broadway okay. awards, a lot of Tonys It won
0: a lot of Tonys <laughs> <Broadway laughs> War- Those Broadway, awards, <laughs> Broadway yeah.
1: awards Oh
2: my gosh The I'm, broadies I'm so sorry the everybody I, I swear oh, I'm here They should call it the broadies, that's great The broadies. Um, But I, I was doing a little bit of reading Because I had to remember What the movie was about Like I wanted to like fresh freshen myself up Because that's what all of the, the reviews have been about Like this movie's about what? So I had to like read what the movie was about, and um, even though it did win a lot of Tonys that year, people think that the other shows were robbed. So like, even people in the Broadway community don't like it as much as critics like it. Well, by the sounds of it, yeah. And I mean,
0: I think I think it's more of a fan favorite because so I, I both of you might not be aware of this, but I had a theater background. Um, <laughs> oh, I, yes. I, really?
1: I, I, Jeez.
2: I ran a youth,
0: <laughs> I ran a youth theater company for about ten years, and the thing about spanning ten years—hey, Mike, they're doing a
2: good—they're doing um, *Evil Dead* the musical this year. I saw.
0: Yes, I'm. I'm looking forward to seeing it. I saw that they were doing *Evil Dead*. That's uh, that's a really cool one. Um, the good thing about running a company with young people for a long period of time is you, you get you actually like. I feel like I got to basically see three generations worth because every four years. To me, it cycles into a new new group um, following both high school and, and university. So you almost it almost feels generational in that sense. I know four years is not a generation, but it feels that way because of trends that end up leaving. And one of new the cohorts. trends that you... Yeah, like cohorts. One of the trends that happens is a certain musical becomes very, very, very popular. Like it started with Wicked um, and then it became Next to Normal and then it became Hamilton. And then the last one, as I was like leaving, like my final like years in time, it was Dear Evan Hansen. So I think it's more like a fan favorite, especially amongst young people, loved this musical. And when I say like they loved it, I mean, it's all they'll listen to. All the teens and young people who participate, like they're all on their i pods or because back then that's what they had on like it was just all the whole soundtrack of these musicals like, it was it was wicked first and when you're auditioning all you heard was popular from wicked um and then guilty. all you heard was like two or three songs from from next to normal guilty and then all you heard was a, a bunch <laughs> of stuff from hamilton that you shouldn't be allowed to sing. guilty um, and then yeah, and then the last one was dear evan hansen so Not guilty it, yeah so I think that that so Taylor, I think it's not not necessarily like critics loved it. It's just fan their fandom was created around this okay. very interesting concept of it, of it.
2: Because it was the same year that come come from away come yeah, the, and so people thought that it was robbed at the Tonys. And Katie will probably write in; she's a big fan of come from away.
0: I think I don't have too much of a problem with the merits of of what the musical is or what it's trying to do or anything. I have not seen it. I have probably heard most of the music sung to me, both well and poorly, for, for a long time. So I, I, I'm i sure I know all the music. But I just... What I had a problem with, as Nicole puts it, was I don't under... Well, okay, I was about to say I don't understand. I'm, I'm, I'm back and forth on this because... I understand why, when you're running a festival, you would kick off your festival with that movie. I actually do understand The big
2: ticket, blockbuster type movie, you mean? Right.
0: But why does the Toronto International Film Festival feel that they need to do that? Hasn't it been around long enough that... You would be able to open with anything because how opening nights of festivals generally work, and I'm sure that TIFF does this too. Is they have invited guests and speakers, and someone speaks, and there's like a lot of guests. They pack it. They make it a whole big celebration. I don't know with COVID if that was the case, or whatever. But if like the mayor is speaking, or whatever, you think like the mayor isn't going to come because you're showing. Whatever movie, like you think it really matters? No, it's for TIFF to support TIFF, and you think you want to lead with like, okay, here's a big Oscar contender, here's a big film that you're not going to see anywhere, and this is what the core of TIFF is. Yes, we have everything here, but this is what we want you to think of when oh. you
1: think of us, and we're opening with that. They to never me, have That's done that,
0: how you though. open it. But I they, know.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and that's kind of
0: my problem. I think it's time. I think it's been around long enough. You don't have to to sell like that. That's a decision that I made. I make those types of decisions when I'm in Kingston running a festival that's been around for one year or two years, and I'm afraid to sell tickets. If I was running something that was around for like, I don't know, how long has Tip been around?
1: Long time. Oh my God. Since like this, this 1976, I believe.
0: Okay. So you don't need this is kind of my point is I don't quite understand now why they feel the need to kick off with something like this. Maybe Dear Darren Anson's going to be amazing. I don't know if you saw it Nicole or not. Did you see it? Oh no 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 no. No, no, okay. no, no. no I did. I honestly I didn't think so. Um, but it looks it doesn't look good and again I will say this most musical that are end up being movies end up being garbage. So I don't get quite what they still think they're doing. Anyway, it's just those are so my creepy
2: that they I understand he originated the role on Broadway, Ben Platt. Is ben that Platt, yeah. Platt. Uh, I, Platt, yeah. Platt. Platt. And apparently his dad is the director, so that's a big question mark. But um, I understand he originated the role on Broadway, whatever. But, like, isn't he, like, 40 playing a 17-year-old? Like, that to me is bananas. That's my biggest issue with the movie. Yeah, there's like is
1: some controversy I guess he got I don't I don't know if he's 27 but I don't know if he he's only 27 yes yes he looks so old well okay so this is like he actually because when the trailer came out he everybody was making fun of him and it's <laughs> I shouldn't be laughing because it's like we everybody was making fun of him and they're like is this what was that movie never been kissed? It was like, has yeah, this never with been Drew kissed? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he it's was, a gender swap. Gender yeah. swap, never been kissed. And and except like with some really dark material. And he got a, a lot of hate for it. And then he came out and was like, Y'all, this actually really hurts my feelings. <laughs> I shouldn't laugh. I shouldn't laugh. I shouldn't laugh either. But But I, but I am because it's just like yeah, like what are you doing? You're a 27-year-old in this movie that's it's supposed to be a, like a 16-year-old kid. I mean, on Broadway you can get away with it cuz no one can see your face. But like yeah, you're so I far can away. see that you look 27 and we're not like it's not Grease. We're not fooling yeah, anyone. That,
0: that's one of the that's one of the the reasons why the the translation from theater to f- to film often doesn't work out that well is because they play they often will play like you're on stage. So your your face is blown up like to, to like 20 feet on a movie. So you, some of the inflections you use and some of the things you use on stage, like you have to tone it down. It's more subtle acting. It's a completely change in acting styles and people will often play musical theater the way you're supposed to do it, but for film and then it comes off that. And in casting decisions, that 100% rings true because we can see you. And we can see, I mean, like Taylor says, he doesn't even look 27. No, he looks Definitely old. looks older than that. And when he did this movie on Bro- show on Broadway, he would have been like in his early 20s, which I still think is like at least less of a stretch than to play 16 or whatever and be 22 than to be 27. Like, it's a like once you hit 25, things happen. <laughs>
2: We're like, all oh. 25 plus, so we can, yes, we
1: can attest to that. That is accurate. Taylor, you'll appreciate this. So the the dude who directed the movie, I don't know if he's related to Ben Platt, but he wrote- That's his dad. He wrote Parks of Being a Wallflower. Did you not know that? Because I was like, yeah. So it's Steven Ch- Chbosky, and I was like, that looks so familiar, and I was looking it up, and okay. I was like, oh, this darn. Not...
2: Okay, so I misread. Cause it, I was reading another plot was involved with the film, which was his uh, dad. That is not. That's not the. Plot. But anyways, but yeah, that's, a, that's another. That's another, like that. that's another interesting. Isn't <laughs> layer it interesting? Mm-hmm. Anyhoosles. Just because that. you write, just because you write like a seminal coming of age book, doesn't mean that you can direct a movie.
1: Yeah, I think he is like, has he directed anything else? He directed sorry, he wrote the the screenplay script. for Rent and also for Beauty and the Beast. Like the live Beauty sorry. and the Beast, he wrote the script. The director of okay. Dear Evan Hansen.
0: Okay. The anyway, for I, Rent movie was not particularly good. It, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying
1: that. Now. I love it.
0: I mean Beauty I, and the Beast is you're, you just copy the other movie. It's not really hard. But anyway, um, but I think we're all in agreement about this Dear Evan Hansen thing. Like, I just w- wouldn't like t- Nicole. You, yeah. You've gone to TIFF a lot. You, you're 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 a, you're like us. You're you're a film film nut. You love movies. You, TIFF is the type of thing that you, you want to go to. Like, don't you? Isn't there a part of you that hears Dear Evan Hansen as opening TIFF and is just like, what are what?
1: No, because I've been – this is, like, my year 13. And, like, as I've grown up with, like, truly have come of age alongside watching TIFF movies. Uh, Because I I think this year was year 13 for me. And, I mean, it's just so predictable. It's one of the biggest – like, it's top-tier film festival. It's very – I mean – All the other film festivals do the exact same thing. So like, no, I'm not surprised. Was I surprised by the selection this particular festival season? Yeah. Well, that's also because they like cut down their feature film list. And most of the films that were featured at TIFF are big films that are going to come out. Like I'm sure the ones that I talked to you about today are going to be in the I know one of them for sure is because I texted Taylor right after I saw it. And the Russian one. No, not the Russian one. I hope the Russian one doesn't come anywhere. No, the French horror movie that I saw.
2: Oh, Did... oh, yeah, yeah. Well, it is coming out because it's coming to the screening room.
1: Yeah, Titan. 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 I'm not really sure. Yeah, that is coming. That is coming to the screening room. So, like, I wouldn't be like. I mean, because they've cut, it's tough. They've cut down their features. I mean, you're going to pick the things that make you money and you lost a bunch of money last year because of the global panini. And like, you're also going to be, I mean, the whole festival was a little bit different this year. I mean, we, every, every in-person screening was at half capacity, so you're already at a loss. You couldn't necessarily fly out all of your, because usually like when you go to TIFF, the Q&A is like a big part of it. The directors are around, the actors right. are around and like we kind of sit and chat for 20 minutes, but that wasn't really a thing that much this year anymore. So like do I like that they've that they're picking movies that like I'm going to be able to see in the Cineplex or my independent theater, you know, wherever I decide to see it? It no, but I mean it's not it's not without reason. I understand why they did it. And I just, yeah, I just, you know, knew that those were come out. And so I tried to see other things. And, and unfortunately too, this year was, and the gap, I mean, it was, it was tough because, you know, because of COVID and because of the way that they actually had seating, you couldn't really buy single tickets to screenings because they left, like you were kind of sitting two seats together, two seats empty, two seats together, two seats empty. And if there weren't any single tickets left, you had to buy in a pair. And one ticket to TIFF, depending on the screening, it can be up to $50. So you're right. purchasing like $100 worth of tickets for one screening if you're going by yourself. And it's also like, yeah, it's going to be like the people with money who are going to go see these things, who can afford to go see these things. If you're going by yourself, that is. Right. So it's it was just different this year. I mean it felt you felt it. it felt exciting to be back, but it felt different. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and you're right. like it's, with the pandemic and everything that clearly decisions are being made based upon those things. and yeah, I mean it, it, it's it's nice to at least have the festival back, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. like I'm sure it's nice for you to be able to be there in person. but yeah last it's, year it's all
2: right to notice the differences. Last year it was completely online, right?
1: Yeah, it was totally online. And Which, was this year a hybrid? It was a hybrid, yeah. So, like, I think I I saw three movies in person, and then I saw this was like my lowest number ever, I think. And then I mm. saw, I think my total is um, like seven or eight, and the rest of them I saw, you know, on my TV at home. Right. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, let's let's get into it then. Let's let's yeah. let's leave TIFF's opening alone, um, and uh, we'll you know what. I will do the honorable thing and save the rest of my comments for when I see Dear Evan Hansen and tear it apart on this show. Um, so uh, tell us, Nicole, like what, what did you see at TIFF? Talk about each of the films you saw, highlights, uh, anything interesting that you would kind of recommend?
1: Oh my gosh, yeah. I mean, this wasn't my finest year. I definitely wanted to see, retrospectively, I should have picked different things, I think. But because I knew these other different things were definitely going to come out, I was like, maybe I'll just skip them. Um, so I started unexpectedly because um, my friend had an extra ticket to um, the midnight madness screening of uh, Julia Ducarno's Titan, and she directed Raw. It's like a French oh, horror. I've movie. been
2: meaning, I've been meaning to watch Raw. Yes, it's always been on my list.
1: Let me tell you, you're going to want to see it after you see To Ten because I want to stick around for when you guys review this because it's gonna it's it's a wild ride. I don't want to spoil too much, but it won the TIFF Midnight Madness People's Choice Award, and this was mm-hmm. this is like a big this is a big deal. And um, it's basically about about a girl who gets into a car accident when she's young, and then has like metal in her head, and she just has a special relationship with cars. From then on. and Oh, yeah. You'll have to I, see. I catch,
2: I catch your drift.
1: Special relationship with cars. <laughs> it oh might result God. in a pregnancy. I don't know. I mean, I do know. I did what? see the movie. Yes, what? You should just see it. I mean, I don't want to give okay. away too much. It is absolutely like a trip. This movie was wild. Um, did I love it? Like, I don't know. I'm still thinking about it. So, therefore, I think mm. that it did something to me.
0: Had an impact for it sure. Had an if impact. you're still thinking about it now. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And then um, I went to see a documentary called Beba, which um, is American, uh, first time director named Rebecca Hunt. And um, it's just um, she shot on eight millimeter, which made everything look stunning. And it's kind of like a. Self portrait. Film is
2: so beautiful. It honestly. I shouldn't say I know. I shouldn't say I know because I haven't seen anything uh, related to this documentary. But just eight millimeter. I'm like, oh yes, okay.
1: Or is it sixteen? C- continue, Nicole. But like eight or sixteen millimeter. It was shot on right. actual film, and like, right, yeah. It was just absolutely stunning. And it's about this girl and um, woman. Actually, um, she's uh, in New York City uh, is where she lives, and she's born there, and she's Afro Latina. And it's just, she kind of goes through, it's kind of a self-portrait. Um, she goes through her relationships with her family members through the years and like generational trauma. And it's just beautiful. I would highly recommend it. It's And recommend seeing it in a theater if you can, just cause it's like mm. visually and audibly stunning. And she was there and we were very, very lucky to be able to have her there. And it was it was beautiful. Um. Yeah, and then, and then, and that was in person. And then um, the next few, yeah, the, the next few, save for The People's Choice, I saw on um, the TIFF Digital. And um, I got to see Wildhood, which is a Canadian film. Actually, most of the movies that I saw were Canadian, interestingly enough. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, Wildhood, um, directed by uh, Bretton Hennam. Um, who is a two-spirit Mi'kmaq filmmaker. And it's a coming of age about um, this boy, and he's kind of young young kid, I guess, 16, um, discovering his sexuality and then kind of connecting to his Mi'kmaq heritage. Again, beautiful. Some serious plot holes, though, that I'm like, mm. interesting. Uh, so, like, it wasn't my favorite. It was like, I mean... It's it's hard for me to talk negatively about Canadian film because I just feel like I'm too precious with it. Um,
2: Nicole, do you think it was uh, gaps on purpose, like narrative gaps on purpose, or it's just like like? poor writing
1: no i think like for instance their truck it's like a road trip almost because this teenage kid his name is link and he tries to go find his mother who his father told him you know that she had passed away but she hadn't and then he kind of hitches a ride um with someone else and their truck breaks down and then they decide to walk three days but like and they're sleeping on the ground, and they have blankets in the night, but they don't have them when they're walking with them during the day. And oh, like nobody, I see. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, nobody talks about food or like being hungry. Like continuity,
2: it's kind of like
1: yeah, continuity
2: there's, errors.
1: Yeah, and I feel like terrible being so picky about it because it's like the story is beautiful, but also I'm like, mm. like you cannot survive three days without food. And where yeah, do these blankets a- come from?
0: Yeah. I mean, I think it's fair to say, you know, the story was good and it was interesting and it's a, well, from you describing it, it sounds very interesting, but it was just, you know, there was some execution issues. Like I I feel, I feel what you're saying, Nicole, like I think with, with Canadian film, we got to go support it and we have to go see it. But I do think being critical about it is part of the filmmaking process. Yeah. Be critical about it so people can improve and get better. And the next, film from this filmmaker will be that much better, right? Like, it'll be improved and it'll continue.
2: It'll explain the
1: blankets. For sure. I I mean... The
0: the prequel to explain where the blankets came from, yeah.
1: So the the lead actor is so pretty. He's, like, so... He was just, like, stunning to watch. Just a treat for the eyes. Um, And then I saw a really not great movie called Unclenching the Fists, which is... Um directed by Kira Kovalenko and it is Russian and it was just not good. Like I turned it off. Um, oh really? I mean I didn't turn it off. I did other things while I oh, watched it. Turned your
0: brain off. I too. turned my brain off <laughs> yeah. and then
1: I just skipped the last 30 minutes because I just didn't care. Um,
0: have, has that is this like the first time that's happened with you with a TIFF show, or does this happen every once in a while? We're like, oh, this one's just not for me.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, I can count on one hand. I think I've walked out of three screenings because, like, nothing happens that right. I'm interested in, and it's it's not even like it's not it wasn't particularly violent or anything like that. It was just like I don't know. It was just uh, it wasn't for me. It right. w- could have been good, but it wasn't for me. Um, and then another another one that you, you all will be hearing about, I'm sure, because it it was actually runner up to Tiff People's Choice. And mm-hmm. it's a movie called Scarborough. And it's an adaptation of Katherine Hernandez's novel, Scarborough. I don't know if you've seen it, You know, just about the bookstores. Um, and I've it, seen a
2: little bit of buzz about the movie.
1: Yes, it is amazing. And I think so it's directed by two people, uh, Shasta Nekai and Rich Williamson, and they're documentary filmmakers, which I actually loved for this. And it's about um, three kids in Scarborough, and they're in like they're they're not very well off, you know, their families are low income, um, and it's just about the community and the friendship they form. And these kids are like blew my mind. Not actors, and. Just so in the story I mean I was bawling. I was so happy I was by myself because it was just like ugly crying and then like the very end of it is amazing. It's just it's just it's 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 excellent and i I hope we hear a lot more about it because it, it was a standout for me and Canadian and I like this is gonna sound terrible but like I didn't even know it was Canadian like I didn't even notice well I was watching I didn't, it. Feel I didn't feel Canadian
0: <laughs> I understand I I understand exactly what you're saying. I I can – I definitely understand what you're saying. Yeah.
2: I love non-actor actors, which is probably, Nicole, why it didn't feel Canadian because Canadian – we've talked about this on the show. I think literally we talked about it last week. Canadian acting is so specific. Yeah. Like it's – you can tell when it's a Canadian actor, but I – yeah, I love, like, especially child actors that mm. have never acted before. You know what I mean? Like, they give such naturalistic performances. I love it. I love it.
1: It's so good. I mean, it's, like, it's tough to – I don't know. Like, they just told – they told the story from the kids' perspective so well. And the part at the oh, – it's the end is just amazing. I was, like, crying and cheering for the kids. And I don't know. It was great. I hope to see it again, actually. Um and then I also uh, picked up a screening of Julia, which is a documentary about Julia Child by the same team who did the documentary about um, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Oh. It was cute. Like, that's you're all I a thing.
2: big. You're a big Julia Child fan, though.
1: Even so, like, it was cute. And that's it. I mean, I didn't know that she was, like, pretty well off already. Mm-hmm. And there was just, like... I think what she did was amazing, but like, was I super super into the documentary? No, no.
2: You know, I saw her kitchen at the Smithsonian when I oh, lived in yeah. DC. They the reconstructed kitchen. her her kitchen, like the one. I don't in know her if house? it's like it must be. <laughs> I mean, you walk in and it's like you're walking into Julia Child's kitchen.
1: That's so cool. I yeah.
2: don't know if it's still there, but when I was when I lived in DC,
1: yeah, it was there. It's And it was it was cute like it was definitely it was it I think like the most endearing part was her relationship with her husband Paul and they just like seem to really enjoy each other and I like that I like seeing people in love
2: here's the question though Nicole Mm. would you recommend people see that documentary or just watch Julia Julia no I would
1: I would recommend the documentary (laughs) because I don't care about the Julia lady who did the vlog like I don't care about her. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like the totally. Amy Adams character. So I'm yeah. like, yeah, watch the documentary for sure. And like there's a lot of like really sexy food shots. Like just people cooking her recipes. And I'm like, I'm into this. <laughs> um okay, and then the next movie that I saw was called Night Raiders, which is I think is gonna be another one that you hear a lot about. Um, just like a precursor, it is it can be a difficult to watch, uh, because it's I'll just kinda tell you a little bit um about the plot, but it's kind of set in a in a post war future, um, I think they said like twenty forty something, and it was like there was a huge civil war.
2: Within within our lifetime. Really within our lifetime.
1: (laughs) And like there's this big civil war in North America and obviously like Things change, and the and and one of the th- biggest things that has changed post war was that the government takes children from their families and puts them into like these forced education camps. Um, and it's about like the movie follows this mother and daughter, um, and they're Cree, and obviously, I mean, it's it sounds familiar because it's supposed to sound familiar, um. And so this, this, uh, her daughter goes into one of these forced education camps and then the mother kind of joins, um, like a group of, uh, vigilantes, um, Cree vigilantes and they try to get the kids back and yeah, it was, I wouldn't, I think the story was, was great. Would like would I have executed it that way? No, but I'm not a filmmaker, so I can't say. Would I recommend it? Yes. Is it difficult to watch? For sure. Is yeah, the I could see that. Is the acting great? I mean, it's Canadian, so <laughs> you know what? No, you know what
2: though, Nicole. Tell me. No, you're not a filmmaker, but you are a film v- viewer, right? Yeah. So, I think. I think we need to be okay with saying something is not good.
1: (laughs) I know, and I I know, and I'm like, I just feel bad about it. And it's not that it wasn't good. It's just you know what it was is that it needed, I think it needed more money because like, it just felt like if it had more money, we could build this world way more. Because it's like this freaky post war world, and I don't know that they did such like a great job doing that. And I think that like. The lead, I think I maybe would have changed the, the lead actress, but that's just me. I she mean, just wasn't
2: as strong.
1: Yeah, like I didn't – there wasn't like multitudes to her that I could see, and I kind of like seeing that in a performance, especially when it's like your daughter has just been taken away and you ha- or operate – like these stakes are really high and you have these wild choices to make um, as a mother. And I, I don't know, like I think – I think I would have, I think I would like liked to see what somebody else would have done with it. Um, somebody Canadian, maybe. <laughs> um, but yeah. Well,
0: I, I, uh, I have to say from what you're describing, I will say like what I appreciate when films try to do that is when they take something that's very real, mm-hmm. that's a very like relatable thing, something maybe going on now, something maybe that's happened before and they they put it and present it in a way that is supposed to be like, Okay, it's out there, but it's got to remind you of something going on now. Like Star Trek was very big with that. All yeah. most sci-fi is where they they yeah. put something, in, but it's a metaphor for something else. And I like to me, I can appreciate. Like I feel like more people are going to be able to to go through this content and and watch it by having that lens in front. Mm. Though I would understand. One hundred percent, why like that would be very heavy and hard for people to, to watch. But you might you might be able to to separate for the instance of getting this important content through. And film and art is such a good way of of getting important things, learning important lessons in life. And I, I always thought that through metaphor, allegory, mm-hmm. ridiculous huge examples, that that helps you to go, oh yeah, that was wrong.
1: Yeah. Or oh yeah,
0: that is like that this is a horrible thing oh, wait, this happened? Like, it yeah. it, it helps, I think, uh, for, for a lot of people. So. It definitely,
1: I mean, like, with some, there's, like, one part in it where there's something about, like, an airborne virus as well, but they don't mm. into it very much. And I'm like, oh, like, it would have been so cool to just, like, but I'm sure there's constraints of the script and, like, what you have to get done within a budget sure. and within a time limit. But, like, I think, I really do think if they had more money... <laughs> it would have been like this epic thing and, and Post, but hey, like water world, like a good water world. Yeah. Like whatever. Like, like, yeah. Some kind of, Mad I do Yeah. 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 Something that like could even be worthy of a sequel. I, I mm. don't know. Like, I think it would have, I think that there's some really, really good stuff in there, but I think that it just, it just missed it just a little bit for me, but I think that people should see it. Cause what's there is pretty good um but yeah it could have like i wish i was a millionaire or something like that so i could just like give these people money to make pump Pump
2: money into it yeah
1: and then um the movie that you all are probably going to see a lot written about um and that's probably going to get some oscar nominations is uh belfast and it it won the tiff people's choice award and we were lucky enough to attend the screening um in the visa screening room, and it was great. It it was it's about um, and it has this like wildly star-studded cast that I didn't even know was um a thing. Oh, it's but huge, yeah, it's a huge cast, huge. Ca- and you know what? The performances when you have a director that's an actor, I think that that really does the performances justice because they're given room to work within the constraints that they're given. I guess like I think Who's maybe directing an, Kenneth Branagh. He's like the actor. He's done so much. Like the yeah, Shakespeare he's... actor and all that stuff. Yeah. Is it about yeah. his life? I think he just referred to it as like a very personal story. So for those of you who maybe like those like the listeners maybe who don't really know much about it, it's kind of set in the late in the late 60s um, in Northern Ireland, Belfast. Um, and it's about this little kid whose name is Buddy. And it's about um the, the war between, I forget what they've what they've called it? Is it the, the troubles? troubles? Yeah, the, the troubles. troubles between
2: the Catholics and the Protestants. and the Protestants.
1: Yes, yeah, so it's kind of about that. Nicole, and- come on, you should know that. I know Dale. If she's listening, <laughs> she's gonna be like, "What is happening? Like, what have you done?
2: <laughs> Your Irish Catholic stepmom is really yeah."
1: She's gonna, gonna go. Crazy. I don't know what she's gonna do, but she's not gonna be happy. Um, but I'm telling you, like this little kid who was heading up this movie, he's gonna get an Oscar nomination. I'm telling you right now. He's like like maybe 12 years old. He is so good. And just, I couldn't take my eyes off this kid. He was amazing. And that was the best part of the movie for me. And Jamie Dornan's in it, which is like, again, that's super hot always. Um, and Judy Dench. It's just, yeah, it was good. I mean, like, it, the tough part about the People's Choice this year and not being able to, like, attend TIFF in person was that, you don't get that whole like chatting with people online. What did you see? What are you nice. voting for for People's Choice? Like, it's it's there's none of that. So this came out of nowhere for me. But um, and that's basically all I saw. But there's there's some other titles to watch out for that came from TIFF, including Dear Evan Hansen, which I wrote down for you, Mike, just for you. Um, <laughs> Dune also well, let's, premiered.
2: Well, Nicole, let's face it: people are going to see that movie. Like of it is they are. like Dear Evan Henson is gonna Like be... let's face
0: it, we're gonna review it.
2: Like <laughs> yeah. it will be on
0: we will do an episode about it.
2: Dune I so Dune was was
1: Mr. Yeah. Timothy Chalamagne at Tiff? I don't know if he was or not. I think maybe. He's,
0: he's too busy.
1: Uh maybe <laughs> he's, not, actually. Yeah. yeah. He's too
0: busy of a social calendar to come down to Toronto.
1: Yeah, He they... was uh he
2: co-hosted the met or like co-sponsored the met
1: yeah because uh, i was like i've seen him Gallop. recently but it wasn't at tiff and sure enough yeah it was the met ball or whatever they call it he
0: wouldn't stop being on snl like three weeks in a row he kept making <laughs> cameos.
1: what <laughs> it's,
0: like, it's like he just stayed there for like a couple weeks or something it's like
1: they- moved to new york they asked him to leave, but he wouldn't leave. Like
0: Yeah, he just wouldn't he leave. He was... would just stay there. Yeah.
1: <laughs> okay, and one movie that also premiered at Tiff that like obviously I didn't see it at TIFF, but I I can't wait to see it. If only just to see like it might be a disaster, but I'm so interested. Spencer?
0: Spencer, yeah. That's what I thought you were gonna see. <laughs> yeah,
1: I am like
2: I, I don't know it. anything about this movie. You don't? Kristen it's a, Stewart Kristen Stewart is, is playing, Princess
1: uh, Diana. Princess oh, Diana. so
0: this is the thing.
1: What's it called? It could
0: be good or it could be it's bad. It's called Spencer. Spencer.
1: Not like, Diana. No, because her last
2: name is Spencer. Last, yeah. Last it name. wouldn't make more sense for them to call it Diana.
1: I don't, maybe they're trying to be cute. I don't there's know. Also,
0: I, I think there's also like a million. Like, I know, like, one, there was a documentary, I think, that was just called. Diana. Yeah, I guess yeah. you are right. I, I'm and sure I they were just trying that. to differentiate themselves. But I, I like, Nicole, I, I'm also, like, so fascinated by this movie. Like, it could be really good. I'm like going to see it. But I'm also, like, I don't know. Like, I just, I don't know. Because Kristen Stewart, to me, is is still very hit and miss. Um,
1: she's on my, she's on my hate list. She, so, like, I'm watching it, and, like. I feel like as a queer person, maybe I'm allowed to say this. Wait, did you see it, Nicole? Sorry? Did you see it? No, I was watching the trailer because the trailer's out. And I was like, I, like, she has such big top energy for me. And, like, I can't, like, Princess Diana, you cannot tell me she was a top. You cannot tell me she had big top energy. And, like, this to me is the thing. And that's going to make me keep thinking that, like, I'm watching Kristen Stewart playing Princess Diana. You know, like, when you're – you're supposed to forget who you're watching, but I'm not going to be able to forget because Kristen You'll Stewart have yeah, and to, her big job energy. Yeah.
2: Nicole, you may want to rephrase that for some of our fans who are not involved in the queer community. Oh. <laughs> um, it's, it's that, like – Like, she radiates, like, confidence that Princess Diana did not possess. Is that
1: – I don't know how to, like, translate it to like it making sense not in a queer context. It's like it's it's like the I don't know how to say it. Like like yeah, sure, like big confident, almost like mask energy. Dominant. Dominant. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think dominant could definitely be one word that I would use to describe it.
0: Yeah. And I, I mean, I don't know anything about Princess Dan, but is that like not how she no, was? Like, she's no.
2: And, okay, she was not that
0: way
1: <laughs>
2: at
0: all. <laughs> no. Like, I don't know. But
1: like maybe, <laughs> I, I maybe that's what it. they were trying to do. I don't know because like, I just can't not, like not see Kristen Stewart anymore when I see her in well, things. Well, if you're,
0: if you're a good actor, you should be able to 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 shed that. But I don't, sure. like that's the thing. Like Nicole, I, I don't, I might not be able to-, to Perceive things in in that sense. But like I watch Kristen Stewart, and I'm like hit and miss. Sometimes yeah. you're just Kristen Stewart. And sometimes you are the character. Like I liked her in that, 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 um, that Christmas movie. Um, yeah. She was, she was good in that. She movie. was amazing um, in that
1: movie. I would agree with you. I loved her in that.
0: But then I'll see her in other things. And I'm just like, meh, like it's just, like, I it just didn't, just didn't work. Just didn't hit. So I, from that sense, totally. Um, but yeah, you, you should be able to become a character and completely lose yourself in the character and, and see the person that they're playing. And it's hard when you're playing a, a person in real life. Like, I feel like yeah. people have no, know, know everything about Diana. D- didn't someone else play? Because didn't they just there have her are. in like the crown or something?
2: Or- oh, yeah. And or- she Corrin. has been, she's on the new, she's on new, she's in the new episodes of the crown. Cause that's like yeah, the so- timeline. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so a lot of people like you're you're having all these different comparisons as well of performances. So I feel like it's a it could be a recipe for disaster or I mean she could pull it off, I guess. I mean again, I've I've seen one trailer as well and was kind of like, I don't know.
1: I know. I was like this is Kristen Stewart in a hat with a bl- with blonde hair, <laughs>
2: people
0: people are Indiana. saying
2: that. Oh my gosh, she's a spitting in it image
1: for Diana. I'm like, mm, no, come on. Know. And I don't want to like be like hating on Kristen Stewart, but like I just can't see this turning out well. <laughs> but they're probably going like, to nominate her for an Oscar. I bet you.
2: I think it
1: is a bold,
2: bold choice to cast Kristen Stewart as such a, a As such a beloved person. Mm. Like Diana is larger than life. Mm. Like in terms of her reputation and monarchists and people who are interested in the royal family. Like this is a big deal. (laughs) So to cast Kristen Stewart, I'm kind of like, what? And also I don't see, yes, there's like a passing resemblance. But again, like Nicole said, oh, it's Kristen Stewart in a hat. Like anyone can have blonde hair and a hat.
1: I really liked Emma Corrin. I don't know if you all have seen The Crown, but like the actress who plays her. her? Yeah, she's amazing, and she sounds just like her. And she's—I don't know—I thought she did a great job. But I mean, whatever. We'll all see when it comes out. I guess, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing. We'll we'll see what happens because that one might be very good. And and you mentioned um, you mentioned Dune.
1: Dune. I'm
0: very. I'm looking forward to. And Dune. then like that's, that's going to be. Yeah,
1: I think it's going to be good. I'm excited for it too. Yeah. And I'm not usually one for such types of films, but like I'm I'm like kind of. I think jazzed. it's because
0: it's not like it. it like even the original, like because it was in like the eighties, it's it's kind of a, lot of, a lot of 80s-ness there. Yeah, but but it, it, I, I think because it's not that type of film like it's not it transcends the idea of like a fantasy film like it Mm. it is i think a little a little different so i do think it reaches a broader audience for for those reasons so i think i I, i'm looking forward to it as well i think i think it's going to be good
2: hey i have a question speaking of like big ticket movies Mm -hmm. you know what movie i'm really looking forward to which may not be even remotely connected to tiff (laughs) what house house of gucci
1: same. Right? Oh my gosh! Was that a that was trailer? T- no. I mean, did it need to be? It is just gonna be like. It didn't need Tiff. There's no. I can't way. wait. Adam Driver.
2: Wait. Lady, Gaga. Lady Gaga. Oh my gosh! Um, it's gonna everyone be. Everyone doing weird, weird Italian accents. That is a <laughs> movie that I'm very. Why I thought of that is because to me, it's kind of in the same. Yeah. realm as the Princess Diana movie you know what I mean like mm-hmm. kind of period piece larger than life big characters big splashy cast so yeah Anyways, that's what I'm looking forward to.
1: <laughs> other movies that you all might hear about that might have some Oscar buzz um, are The Humans with Richard Jenkins, Amy Schumer, Beanie Feldstein, Jude Squibb.
0: Oh, yes. Oh, um, I've heard of that one. The
1: Electrical Life of Louis Wayne with Taika Waititi, Benedict Cumberbatch. That's going to be a big one, I think. It's about an artist who draws cats, which is –
2: yeah, had two movies at TIFF this year.
1: I'm going to mention the other one, Benedict's Power of Cumber. the Dog. Yeah, there you go yeah and that's a that's a western in case anybody here likes westerns i do not so i'll be skipping it but like hey i like westerns let me know how it is
2: i like westerns but i'm not a big cumberbatch fan i could take or leave him like i would never seek out one of his movies
1: yeah same honestly same i think i just like i most recently watched the imitation game and i was like oh yeah that's a great movie Mm. another tiff people's choice
0: so, just in the last minute we have here, uh, we should answer Josh's question before we run out of time. So, Taylor, what what Tiff movie
2: are you most looking forward to? <laughs> Maybe *Titan*. *Titan*. Am I saying that right, Nicole? The French movie about cars? Yeah, <laughs> about about cars
1: and girls and cars um, and metal yeah, I, and metal. Yes, *Titan*. Yeah, yeah, I think that's Titan. right.
2: *Titan*. Yeah, that's what I'm most looking forward to. I think of the lot.
0: Yeah, I like I like the. I mean, I know Nicole, you're saying there there were some issues with it, but I I think that like seeing that night Night Raiders
2: uh, yeah. movie,
0: I think is one that like I will def based on the things you've said, you've said enough to to pique my interest to say I'm gonna go see it for sure and kind of see even even if you say that there are some issues with it, um, you know, nothing that a massive budget wouldn't solve. Well, then there's probably enough there, yeah, um, to to kind of keep my interest. So that was that was kind of my pick. I we heard we.
2: I also want to see Belfast. <laughs> I forgot. Yeah. I forgot that was one of the movies. That's, <laughs> come on, that's, a, um, that's
0: but, a Taylor but anyway, movie. We're we're right at the end of the episode, so I just I just want to say thank you again, Nicole, for doing this. Like we really do appreciate you coming on. We You're love always you. Always welcome on the show. Oh um, and you you give us a lot to think about. And, and I know for me, I keep these in my head and make sure when they come to the screening room, I go, Oh yeah, mm-hmm. Nicole talked about this. We're gonna go see it. We're gonna review it. Kind of complete the complete the circle of the conversation. So thank yeah. you for thank you for, for having come, me. stopping by again. Yes. Oh, as thank I said, you. you're welcome back anytime. You,
1: <laughs> I'm telling you, when you review Titan, I want to be there. I want to be there, you're and I want to know what you think because <laughs> it's, I'm it's so on the
0: <laughs> It's on the record. Okay. You can you may return for that episode. There oh you go. Uh, but thank you everybody so much for for tuning in this week, and uh, we we'll, you'll hear from us uh, next week. Go see some movies. Thank you for listening to the Screening in Kingston podcast, recorded at CFRC at Queen's University in Kingston, Ontario. Queen's University sits on the traditional lands of the Haudenosaunee and Anishinaabe peoples. We would like to thank the Faculty of Engineering and Applied Sciences and the CFRC podcast network.